sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting. Yay, yay! It's the MCMV main card with your man, The Voice. In the opposite corner is my verbal sparring partner. The butcher, the baker, the word maker. None other than Wildress. Yeah. Wildress. Wow. You just started out. Yeah, my mind went somewhere else because when I said the butcher, the baker, the uh, word maker, I meant to say uh, a broad street. And I forgot that, and that just threw me all the way out. But we got n- none other than Iron Wildress Ruff. That was something else. My name is Wildress, but they call me Cuckoo Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend. You see the halo over his head. It ain't shiny for no reason. The voice, the curator of MTMV Combat Sports, and my biggest nemesis, Boys, how you feeling today, sir? Oh man, I am uh, a little little hot, but uh, that that's all right. You know, I'm I'm from St. Louis, so you know I got the birds on back on my on my shirt, and uh, one of our, our favorite sons, you know, famed poet said it's getting hot in here, and it, it's already hot. Before we got started, it was hot, so we're just gonna keep it hot. There you go. I I'm not that cool. I got I got on my my MTMV shirt on. You know what I'm saying? I got my my legendary signature Philly tag because I'm trying to make it more popular than the Phillies do. We got some great things to so get into today. Hat. You should probably no, that, that's me. Jake Paul. My bad. I, I told you what, what Mbaku said. You ball-headed the demon. Demon killer. You let it get, get No, there's right. no demon killer right yeah. here. You hate me today. No, we I'll got some amazing things to get into today. I just want to prepare y'all. I tried these names. 50,000 times. So Voice is going to play these ridiculous sounds every no, time I mess up. But he fluffed at the beginning, so I just want y'all to know this. So I, I'm, I'm not going to play the sounds. I'm going to be nice. And I'm going to let you just talk about the fight. I'm going to say who the fight is on. It is what it is. Let's go ahead and, and get I, into yeah, these, I uh, messed that up. Then I'll, I'll, I'll do You won't let me do my job, sir? There you go. Let's go ahead and get into these KOs and low blows. Boys, we talked about this last week. What, what happened? The UFC 280 was the 281 uh, main event, the middleweight championship. We talked about the possibilities of what happened. Boys, I want to hear your thoughts on this. You're, you were on Twitter. You were going crazy. Give us your thoughts on what happened and what's going to happen next uh, for both fighters. My thoughts as far as what happened is that we talked about it. I knew that what happened could happen. It was obvious from the first round. All he was looking to do was land that left hook. He just he had his fist balled and his other hand out, looking like an old school uh, Chuck Liddell, and it worked. It worked. He he caught him uh, finally. It, something that Izzy did that he normally doesn't do is 
usually when people are engaging him, he'll set traps and he'll get them. Mm-hmm. This time, he just backed on up to the cage, kept backing up <clears throat> to the cage and tried to escape. The only other person I saw him do something like this with was Anderson Silva. And I think it's the, for the same reason. It's the level of respect that he had for the fighter. That's why he backed up like he did. And uh, he, like another former Nigerian champion, uh, took it all the way to the fifth round, was winning three to one, just like uh, the other former Nigerian champion, only to get knocked out, just like the other former Nigerian champion. Now, I have to ask, because the fight was great, but it looked like Izzy, I mean, had him. I mean, you could see his legs shake after that uppercut. We, I mean, is do we want an immediate fight? I mean, I know, I know uh, before it was stated that Izzy wouldn't want possibly want an immediate fight. Do we feel like we get an immediate fight, or do both fighters go different ways? Now, Izzy said that he wants to run it back, mm-hmm. and to me it sounds like he wants to run it back as soon as possible however he's also mentioned taking some time to take care of some health items so he does that for him to fight his next fight after that I will be okay I wouldn't want to see them run this back again in three to four months That that's too soon in my sight and honestly if Izzy's taking time off he may not even get a chance to run it back not for the title because again everything going up into the fight was this dude does not have a whole lot of MMA experience and if non-wrestling is Izzy's wrestling is anti-wrestling he has that hey I know enough to stay up on my feet keep you from taking me down so that we can strike wrestling if Izzy was able to take him down and control him for a full round then people with real wrestling it's going to be a lot different especially you you look at somebody like Marvin Marvin Vittori because of Marvin's size Izzy you know makes 185 but a lot of it is in his height and he doesn't put on a lot of weight Uh, it it was obvious that uh, Powelton was much thicker than Izzy was, which is why Izzy had trouble taking him down. It wasn't until he got that trip that he was able to take him down and he should have really went back to attempting trips versus trying to, uh, you know, shoot a double leg and and things of that nature. But um, again, if if Izzy fights him again in like nine months or so, I'm okay with that. In the next four months, no. But again, who knows uh, if it'll happen at least for the title, because uh, let them get in there with, uh, let, let them just go ahead and, and throw um, uh, Hamzat in there. Say, well, you didn't make weight last time, so uh, we, we'll let you fight for the title. Yeah, then it's going to be over. Wow. Well, it was definitely an incredible card. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. Uh, definitely cor- congratulations to Alex Pereira uh, on his win. Um, I know a lot of people lost money that night because Twitter was on fire uh, after the loss. Um, I want to move on um, to a more somber moment. I uh, want to definitely um, send our condolences to uh, Bellator and MMA. Uh, 
just legend anthony rumble johnson uh who actually passed uh at the age of 38 on november 13th um now uh, johnson had actually been battling the undisclosed uh, uh illness and he fought two stints in the ufc becoming one of literally the sports most prolific knockout artist with that one punch strike um that had literally just become infamous a uh, voice what are your thoughts uh on anthony rubble johnson and his legacy uh and and also the, his, his sudden passing as far as his legacy is concerned you stated he was a bellator legend i would have to disagree because he only had like a fight maybe two in bellator he was a ufc legend and just overall a MMA legend. This man fought or started fighting at 170 pounds, fought as high as heavyweight, and beat a champion in heavyweight in what's now the PFL, but at that time was World Series of Fighting. And he, along with uh, people like Justin Gagey and Marlon Morris, really helped raise the profile of that fledgling organization and has helped it to go on be bought out and rebranded uh, as the PFL today he then came back to the UFC and uh, fought for championships fought against um, um, John not, not John Jones he was supposed to fight John Jones and that fight never happened uh, but he fought against DC twice for the championship and just uh, his, his KOs were, were horrible. I remember hearing uh, Sugar Rashad Evans talk about like he was showing a knot or something on his head. He was like, they say spar with Rumble, uh, they say. They say it'll be okay. He was like, I'm just spawn with this dude and he put knots on my head. He hit harder than most people. Unfortunately, much of his legacy also includes domestic violence and you know we cannot shy away from that was he absolutely fantastic uh in the cage yes he was uh was he a flawed and troubled man as we all are yes he was uh was his or should say were his struggles more public because of his position yeah yeah they were um so again we we can't shy away from those things we have to present the whole man regardless of what happened it was a great loss for the mma community uh you know he he was indeed a uh a legendary fighter with legendary power and uh, he'll be missed i remember speaking to scott coker about him uh back in march when bellator was here and i was asking hey you know uh, uh what's going on when are we gonna see him again he's like look uh we just want him to get healthy. We're not even thinking about fights right now. We just want him to be healthy. And this explains why he was saying what he was saying. There were different shots of him in the gym saying, hey, you know, I'm coming back. I still got a way to go. You know, I wish I could disclose and whether we'll know that it, it remains to be seen. Uh, but it, it is definitely a great loss for uh mma definitely uh definitely uh want to consent uh send condolences to uh his friends and family uh at this time um there have been no other information released on exactly uh the cause of death uh yeah 
um when we come back uh we'll be discussing uh one championship and also bellator 288 uh we'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsor ozell it's not just about the love of the game it's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure there's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do Ozell brand it's not just a brand it's a lifestyle and welcome back voice it's time you ready sir all right let's let's go ahead and get into it now live friday from the singapore indoor stadium uh, one light heavyweight, one lightweight world champion, Christian Lee, uh, is actually looking to make history uh, when he meets uh, the one welterweight champion, uh, Abasov. In the- I, I said, I said, uh, uh, Cameron Abasov. There you go. There you go. Um, they're going to be meeting in the one welterweight world title fight. Uh, at one prime video four. Now with a win, Lee has a chance to make history by becoming the youngest two division MMA world champion in history. Now, outside of his loss last September, Lee has literally been on a downright dominant uh, path since his move up from featherweight. Now, uh, Abasaw has also actually been a problem in his division. Um, he's been defeating everyone from former world champions um, to also Yushin Okapi, uh, Okami, mm-hmm. in his first world title defense, uh, which was won via a fourth round TKO. Now, voice, these are two incredible fighters coming in. Christian Lee has an amazing chance to make history. What are we expecting? And what could uh, a two division championship mean for uh, Christian Lee moving forward? As always, I'll take the last question first, and hopefully I remember the first question, because I think I've already forgotten it. <laughs> um, what it would mean for Christian Lee and the Lee family specifically, the fighting Lee family, he's not the only uh, Lee in one championship, as we've talked about one before. The Lees are fighting royalty. They're like the... Um, and this is a bit of a stretch, but... Uh, Ah, I got a better one. They're like the Nurmaga Medals, somewhat of one championship outside of being utterly dominant and winning every single one of their fights. But uh, they are the royal family of one championship. You have uh, him, his sister, uh, Angela, and I forget his other sister's name, his baby sister. But uh, he and Angela are both champions, uh, probably the first brother and sister champion duo in MMA and in the same organization his sister just tried to win in a weight class above recently it was the second time against the same person and the same results when she faced the punching panda uh, she lost you know she just could not get it done now Christian as you stated he started off as uh, the featherweight champion came up and became the uh, lightweight champion and is now trying to fight the welterweight champion who just lost. So I was like, wait a minute. Abasov just lost? How's he the champion? Oh, it's because he did the same thing, uh, punching up a weight class uh, 
and trying to win the uh, the middleweight championship. I stutter a bit because one championship they keep the same weight classes, mm-hmm. but they actually fight at what would technically be the weight class above. So even though this is welterweight, they're really fighting in middleweight. So him fighting the middleweight champion, they were fighting like a two hundred five. You know, so it, it's uh, it's a little bit different over there in one. But you know, they they like it. I love it. It, it works uh, for them. And what you what's not confusing is the action that takes place. Uh, Abasov is a beast. He is an absolute beast. That's the first time that he's lost in five fights, and he has been on a tear ever since coming into one championship. Even you know before then, he he was doing his thing, but since he's been in one uh outside of losing to former champ luis santos he's beaten everybody and that was his first fight in one championship Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know and like i say this is the the former champ the guy who held the title like forever uh after uh what's the guy that got knocked out real bad by jorge masvidal with the uh flying knee Ben Askren, after Ben Askren uh, left one championship, uh, Santos was the, the champion for a long time. And, uh, you know, so no harm, or I should say no shame in losing to a former champion. But that was the first and last loss until he lost to a current champion in uh, Renner de Ritter, punching up a weight class. So, you know, what what's going to happen? What is he going to do? He can get it done any way that he wants to uh, he can uh, do things on the ground and really i see him probably trying to take it to the ground because christian is coming up in weight uh it's christian young and may this be a better fight in a couple years as christian puts on his his grown man weight yeah it might be but because christian normally fights at 170 it's coming up to 185 for this fight and is younger doesn't have that grown man strength Uh, taking it to the ground and looking to do some ground and pound uh, you know throw some elbows maybe uh, look for submission would be his best path to victory Uh, for Christian he's the younger fighter he's the lighter fighter he should be able to stick and move and uh, really drain Abasov's energy that way should reduce his tank by sticking and moving and if he does that he very well may be the youngest dual champ in MMA history. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, he tra- I just did not realize that he trains uh, under his brother-in-law, who is uh, is uh, Bruno Pucci, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and, the- and his father, uh, his father too. Yeah, so the youngest sister, uh, Victoria Lee, she's actually Victoria. three and oh. Mm-hmm. Um, she's three and oh with currently with one TKO. Uh, in two submissions, so it looks like the entire family is is on that path uh, to championship gold. So that's just that's gonna be a great uh, bout to see uh, coming up. And moving on to someone who, I mean, he's undefeated, but I don't know how people feel about him. Hami uh, 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 Munguia uh, is currently forty and zero. He hopes Munguia, yes, Munguia. That's what I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hopes to continue his undefeated streak. Um, as he faces Argentina's Gonzalo Correa in a 10-round middleweight bout 
uh, from Mexico. Now, while undefeated, most continue to feel that Munguia continues to face criticism for what people are considering to be weak matchups. This is actually something that she spoke on last week. Uh, now, Korea is looking to upset uh, Munguia, having won his last three bouts. Now, voice, what is your thoughts on the criticism that Jaime continues to receive? And who, who's a fighter that you would like to see him face? As far as the the um, the criticism, there's a bit of warrant to that. You know, he has he been fighting? Yes. Has he been extremely active? Absolutely. Has he fought anybody with a name? Let's see. Last he fought was uh, Jimmy Kilrain Kelly. You, you know, you know Kilrain from. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, from from Ireland, right? Yeah. You know, knocked out uh, Demetrius Ballard. Now, we talked about him before, and uh, he did beat Gabe Rosado. That's a solid name. He also beat uh, Camille Sersmeta. Solid. Toriano Johnson. Solid. Gary O'Sullivan. Cool. You know, uh, Patrick Alote. Solid. Uh, you know, so he, he's fought some people, but has he fought the very best uh, that there's is out there at 160 or even at 154. No, he hasn't. Much of that has to do with the fact that he fights on the zone, and um, the other promotions don't like necessarily like to play nice with those who fight on the zone. Uh, now Floyd just fought on the zone, so maybe that'll change things up a little bit, and maybe we'll see more. Uh, PBC fighters on the zone. Before that, they had um, uh, what's the the Mexican former heavyweight champ Ruiz. You know, before that, he was like the first one on PBC to fight on the zone. And we've had other um, other people cross over, but that doesn't happen that often. Again, maybe with Floyd uh, getting his eye blacked by Deji last week. Maybe they'll let some more people come over and make some money. Who knows? Uh, time will tell. So, he can only fight the people that are in front of him. Would I like to see something, you know, bigger and better? Yeah, and he's got something bigger and better with this, because this is a um, this is a what is it? It is a eliminator fight. That's what it is. It's an <laughs> eliminator fight. Uh, him fighting Correa though, you know, it's like, dude, you you fight in your home country of Argentina. Nearly every time that you step outside of your home country, with the exception of the one time uh, that you fought in Mexico, and he beat Marco Reyes in, <coughs> excuse me, a twelve round bout. So there's no um, there, there's no shame in that uh, at all. Uh, you know, won a belt, or I should say, at least won a um, uh, regional kind of belt. And then his next fight, he ran into Janabek, who is the mandatory for whoever wins this fight, and got knocked out in the second round. Janabek <laughs> didn't look so hot in his last fight. I mean, he won, uh, but Bentley came to, to to bring it. And I'm getting off uh, off pace here, but. <sighs> What do we expect? We we expect him to lose. 
now if he doesn't lose, that's great. Um, but we expect him to lose or for it to go all 12 rounds. Uh, because even though he's fought 26 times and won 21 of them, he's only had eight knockouts. So, um, yeah, I, I don't expect anything more than it for it to go the distance and for him to lose. If we get something different than that, hooray for Hollywood. We will have uh, a wonderful, wonderful upset to talk about. Otherwise, it's business as usual. And hopefully, if that does happen, then we'll be able to talk about Mungia facing someone who truly is at a level that he should be facing. Well, in, in preparing for this, I was reading that um, he actually had an opportunity to fight uh, Carlos Adams and Who? turned it down. Carlos Adams. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I, I know. Uh, it's a dom, but yeah, I know. Is it a dom? Is that, mm-hmm. I, okay. that's, um, that's why I was like, who? Yeah, yeah, so I got you. you know, a lot of times when I'm, when I'm preparing for these, especially if it's something that I'm not fully familiar with, I like to go in and, and read up as much about it um, as possible. And most of the things that I've been seeing people say who've been actually talking negative is that he ducks a lot of fights. So I don't know how significant or how true that is, or maybe if it's the, the promoters who are actually doing it like, you know, like you say they are. Yeah, yeah, Carlos Adamas, yeah. Um, I would say uh, because most fighters are, I mean, they're fighters. They go in there and they, they fight. You know, we talked about uh, your Bosa Newley last week. They're, they're going in there and laying their lives on the line every time. So I don't think that he's afraid. And the only thing that he has to lose is his oath. It's more so the fights being able to be made by the uh, promoters. That That's it more than anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, moving on to... Uh, and uh, Remember we were talking about uh, promoters and stuff. Adamez yeah. is, is PVC. Oh, okay, okay. That that makes a little bit more sense now. What? At some point, they've all got to sit down because he's forty and zero. But when you go down the list of fighters to see the significant people that he's defeated, I mean, you don't want to take anything away from any fighters. But there's no major names. Well, uh, like I said, he, he's got some. Some notable wins. Gabe Rosado, that's nothing to sneeze at. Toriano Johnson, nothing to sneeze at. You know, so he, he's got some names out there. He just hasn't faced the level of opposition that people think that he should face at his uh, his rate because he, he's been fighting all these people and been running through them. So cool. they want to see something a, a little more challenging, and you get those kind of challenges when you're fighting for titles. The fact that he has not fought for a uh, full-fledged title yet is a crime. Well, you have now moving on to Saturday. Uh, this is going to be taking place live at the UFC Apex facility in Las Vegas. Uh, former UFC heavyweight title contender Derek Lewis is actually looking to get back on track after three straight losses uh, when he faces number 12-ranked uh, Sergei uh, Spivak. Now, Lewis is actually ranked number seven in the heavyweight division. He lost his last, uh, the, the last three or four uh, bouts, including a stoppage 
and his last loss to 277, which we were actually talking about pre-show, there's a lot of people who feel like that stoppage was pretty premature. Now, uh, the Black Beast, as he's known as, joined UFC in 2014. He's literally the promotion's all-time leader in knockout wins with 13. So, Royce, with this bout coming up and Lewis looking to get back on track, what does a win do here for him, and what and how how bad does a loss push him further down the rank? As far as loss pushing him down the rankings, I don't know where Spivak stands, so I don't know how much of a of a uh, hurt or I should say how much it would hurt him to lose. Spivak um, is twelve. Spivak is twelve. Uh, and do you know where Lewis is right now? Seven. Seven. Okay. So and yeah, he, he he'll drop probably to at the most ten if he loses. And honestly, the position that Derek Lewis has right now is that of a high level gatekeeper. You get through Derek Lewis, then you get to start fighting some of the real fighters that are out there. Uh, so with his name value and his excitement value and all of the knockouts that he has brought and that he brings to the ring or should say to the cage he won't lose much a loss won't lose him much a win won't gain him much because he will never fight for the title again unless like John Jones comes in and, and wins the championship and he goes on a tear uh, to get back up there. I'll say, and a tear at heavyweight is like two fights. So, I mean, outside of that, he's not going to fight for the championship again because he's lost to uh, to the champions and or the champion uh, contenders. You know, Cyril Gaon lost. Um, you know, lost to Francis Ngannou. You know, so it's... Um, yeah, he he's not gonna. Or I should say, yeah, he did. Didn't, didn't they fight again? I know he lost that. Uh, he beat Francis Ngannou the first time. Um, and I feel like he lost to him when they rematched. If and maybe they didn't rematch, and I'm forgetting something. Either way it goes, nobody wants to. Uh, to no no one is clamoring for that fight. Uh, and yeah, he's he is where he is. The fact that he's been getting knocked out in all these fights, though. I mean, he's been knocked out in the last uh, three out of four fights. Yeah. So that does not bode well for him and probably means that his time uh, is soon to come. I mean, the man was born at 85, so he's, what, like 37 years old now, or getting ready to be 37, which for heavyweight is not that old. But when you start losing like you're losing, it might be time to hang it up. Understandable. So we'll see what happens uh, when the two face off. Uh, that's going to be Saturday, November nineteenth, uh, at the UFC Apex. Now, on that same card, so one one thing I will say about Spivak is that he's won a couple in a row, but he hadn't looked all that impressive either. So I mean, it's two heavyweights. So there's always the the potential for uh, an exciting finish. Mm-hmm. But it's also potential for uh, a bunch of hugging and stuff. I doubt that, especially with Derek, because that he's not that kind of fighter. The only time you really see him in a fight like that is when someone is hugging him, and he just can't stop them from hugging him. Right. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens when the pin drops. Case where locks thumbs go up and they start to climb. 
Well, it's definitely going to be a great fight. Well, I, we do have a UFC uh, bout that's guaranteed to get you more excited. Now, in this week's the Voices Marquee matchup, uh, in the same uh, the same card, we have the African Savage taking on the Hulk in a light heavyweight matchup. Voice, tell us about your Voices Marquee matchup and what we're looking for in this matchup here. Yeah, so uh, you, you're absolutely right. We got the African Savage. I don't know why he didn't say the Nigerian Savage. Maybe it's because he's an Ebo. I don't know. Um, if he was Yoruba, he probably would say the Nigerian Savage. Either way it goes, uh, you're from Nigeria, which uh, definitely puts you at the top of the list for being uh, in a voice marking matchup and or from St. Louis. Don't have a St. Louis connection, but you're Nigerian. So there we go. On top of that, though, he has been just destroying uh, people as of late. He's been on a real good run. Came in from uh, Dana White Contender Series. You know, had his, his ups and downs a bit, but as of late, he's looked very, very good outside of um, a, a loss that he had uh, not too long ago. He, he's 3-2 and two in his last five. Uh, he got He got stopped by um young and then had a split decision loss uh, but outside of that even stopping everybody stopped carlos Ulberg. uh he you know uh stopped carl robertson in his last fight uh stopped danilo marquez so he again he's been looking really really good and then you know he had a, a little rough go of and now he's trying to get back on track versus iwan kutalaba uh iwan is from Moldova and I don't know what Iwan or Kutalaba means but I will say this about Iwan um you know everyone marches to the beat of their own drummer I think Iwan's drummer is a jazz musician in a infinite riff loop I mean he just is soloing for the rest of his life because that's the kind of drum that Iwan is uh is marching to just all over the place um and <laughs> he, he's exciting from the the face-offs to the walkout and uh in the cage he's always doing something that's noteworthy whether it be him acting like he was hurt when he really wasn't hurt and doing such a good job of acting that the ref stops it, you know, or him just absolutely demolishing someone. Uh, it, it, it can go either way. But one thing that, or I should say one way that for him, it really, really needs to go is a victory. He's lost three out of his last four fights. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's won three and one uh you know he'd be probably lower than that but he had a split decision with the De- uh dustin jacoby not only has he lost them his losses have all been knockouts so <laughs> um yeah uh, you know he he really really needs a win if he wants to stay in the ufc and i won't say that kennedy is in the same position but a loss for either one of them could also mean a loss of being a fighter on the largest platform that there is for MMA. Oh, wow. I mean, well, so they both come into the fight. Uh, Kennedy is 10 and 3. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Kulaba is, what, 16 and 8? 
Mm-hmm. So, but when you look at Kutalaba again I, in his last uh, five fights, if we take the draw out, he's been knocked out four times. Um, you know, and yeah, he, he's been knocked out four times during that time frame, and he hasn't had a win streak since 2018. You know, you you can't just keep losing and losing like that and stay in the UFC. So really, it's a must, must, must win for Kutalaba, uh, more so than Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy, you know, two and three in his last five, mm-hmm. but if he loses, then that puts him at like three losses in his last. He, he goes from two and three to three and uh, or I should say three and two to two and three, and that wouldn't be good. That just would not be good, especially um, seeing as he's not someone with a, a great big name value. You know, he, he's a contender series fighter, but he hasn't been one that's really. Uh, stood out like a a Sean O'Malley, you know, or even another Nigerian in Sadiq You know, he's been he's been all right. He he was making some noise, but that that's an issue. He starts making noise and then he falls off, and then makes noise and then falls off. He hasn't been able to keep the consistency going since he's been in the UFC. Okay, understandable. Well, <laughs> we'll definitely see what it is. It looks like it's going to be a, a a fight to keep your job. I, that's wow. Um, <laughs> moving well, on again. Ho- hopefully, not as much so for Kennedy, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could definitely see uh, Ewan um, back on a regional scene with a loss. Oh wow. Okay. Well, rounding out your weekend, uh, Bellator two eighty eight uh, is bound to be. An amazing, amazing card. There's actually two. Uh, there's actually a co-main event here, uh, so there's going to be two uh, two bouts that are going to be in the main event bout. Now, in the night's co-main event, you're going to be having Pitbull, who'll be uh, put his Bellator lightweight title on the line for the first time, uh, taking on an undefeated Usman. Now, Pitbull has become the the lightweight champion actually last November um by knocking out peter quilly uh when that title had been vacated now the champion believes that while usman is a dangerous fighter you know he received the bout due to his famous last name uh usman is also the cousin of former ufc great uh habib um who is also i believe is actually going to be in his corner if i'm not mistaken yes yes he Um, is in his corner uh, Pitbull stated recently uh, he hasn't fought anywhere in the top 10. And it's pretty clear to me that although he's a very good fighter, his name is what's really more for his name is what's really more for him to get the title shot. Others have done more in the division to get the title shot in front of him. Uh, so these uh, two are literally going to be putting on the line. They haven't really had too many nice things to say about each other. But one person who's definitely looking at this fight is Benson Henderson, who's calling for the winner of this by who uh actually just recently uh knocked out Peter Quilly. Mm-hmm. Um so voice, what are your thoughts on Pitbull's uh statement against Usman? And what are your thoughts also on Benson Henderson basically waiting for the winner to to to, to come and be next? As far as Pitbull's statements about Usman, they're right. He really hasn't fought any, anyone. He really is there because of his, or I should say, a lot of the reason that he is there is because of his name. But that's not only the reason that he's there. 
he's there because he has been destroying everyone that they put in front of him now uh would you say that he's gotten the mvp treatment mm, i can't say that has he fought you know really named people no he hasn't but he has made mincemeat out of everyone that they put in front of him and there really was no one else for him to fight he probably would have had to fight a rank fighter in sydney outlaw had outlaw not being been beaten by defeat in his last fight and it would make no sense at all to put these two uh together because you'd be killing off contenders so it just makes sense for him as a matter of fact even going into that fight i felt like and i and i said it um on the main card and i'm sure that when i talked with him after the fight that i felt like this was going to be for uh his fight for the title he was like rank number three at that point uh and especially when uh sydney outlaw lost yeah i mean but here, here, let's go back to uh Patricky, pitbull you know it's like yeah you know he hasn't fought you know anyone and, and blah 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 and you know and, and i'm the champion you're the champion because your brother gave you the belt I was, I was about to ask that, but I didn't want to put that out. Let, let, yeah, let, let's be real. You're the champion because your brother decided he didn't. He only wanted to fight at 155 to fight Michael Chandler, knocked him out, did his thing, took the belt, and then didn't fight at that weight again. Uh, now, I, I, I will give him credit because Queeley beat him. So... They ran it back, and he was able to win and get the, the title. So good on you for being able to do that. But if your brother decides to keep fighting at 155, then uh, you would just be his his bodyguard knocking off contenders. Very true. You, you, not that you haven't fought for the title before. Because this is the reason why uh, uh, Patricio wanted to fight Chandler in the first place. I was there in the building when Chandler took him, I mean, knocked his head off his shoulders. <laughs> it was electric. He, um, I still shiver thinking about it. It, it was not nice. And then uh, Pitbull jumped up, I want to fight you. And Chandler's like, I'll kill you. But Chandler got killed. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on uh, literally Vincent Henderson just waiting uh, for the winner of this bout to, to, to come out of it. I mean, his last bout against Peter Quilly, he was dominant uh, to the point where it looks like he could literally be head and shoulders above everybody at this point. I mean, he, he should be waiting for uh, the champion. He's been a champion before. He has fought for the championship twice in Bellator, each time uh, not being successful. You know, but he he's got the pedigree and really, there's no one else, you know, out there for him. I mean, Brent Primus, he hadn't fought in God knows when. And I don't know when he's going to fight again. He did lose to him. Jason Jackson, he lost to him. But that was at welterweight. He was daring to be great. Uh, Losses uh, to Michael Chandler uh, for the title. There's no shame in that at all. Since then, he's won. Uh, ever since he's he has been resigned. He's been winning. When right before he was resigned, uh, beat Islam uh, Mamadov. That was a, a good fight, and um, you know that was a, a good notch on his belt. Then beat the former title challenger and Peter Queeley, and I think he even retired Queeley. So th there's really nothing left for him to do than to fight for the belt. Huh? 
you have it. That's definitely going to be an exciting bout because they have literally went back and forth in the media uh, over the last couple of days alone. So um, now in rounding out the, the end uh, of an amazing fighting weekend, in a chance to finally have a winner from their bout at Bellator 277, uh, Vadim Nimkov is going to be putting his belt on the line again against Corey Anderson for the second time in the main event of Bellator 288. Now, the previous bout saw the two fight to a no contest uh, after they inadvertently knocked heads together. Um, now, the winner of this fight is not only going to walk away as champion, they're going to walk away with a cool $1 million purse. Now, it's it's also good to, to mention that in his last 10 fights, uh, Nimkov is undefeated while Anderson has been undefeated since leaving UFC uh, and signing with Bellator. Now, Anderson who many believe had the advantage at the time of the stoppage has already stated he's looking to replicate his success from the last bout and come out as champion. So voice, what are your thoughts on uh, part two of this bout? And does Anderson truly have that great of a chance to come out of this bout as a winner, considering the fact that it seems like Nimkov this time is going to know exactly what he plans on doing. <laughs> uh, well, if Nim, uh, yeah, Nimkov is gonna know just what he's doing, um, and what he's doing, or I should say, what he did was absolutely whoop Nimkov from pillar to post. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what much, or I should say, I don't know much that he can do. Uh, yeah, he knows just was coming, and it, it was a whooping. It was a real bad whooping, and this time. They're fighting in Chicago, Illinois. Where's Corey Anderson from? He's from Rockton, Illinois. When he was fighting last time, he was fighting for the pride of his community college, a place that he said saved his life, just closed. And he had his coaches there to see him fight for the championship. And then, in, and, and what I must say is honorable for him, He's the one that said, hey, I headbutted him. It was inadvertent, but he's the one who said it. Had he not said that, the fight would have been stopped due to the cut, and he would have won. And he was supposed to win because he was beating the snot out of Nimkov. But it was stopped on the technicality, and had he not been the honorable man that he is, he'd be the champion and a million dollars richer. Now he's got to fight again, but he does have the benefit of fighting you know close to home i mean uh rockton is so close you can take amtrak and get there for about 50 bucks you know it's, it's not going to be difficult at all for uh his people and his family uh to be there it's the closest thing to a home fight that he can possibly have but nimkov that's a lot of ground to make up in a very very short period of time nothing is impossible but it's improbable that he'll be able to make the changes uh, necessary because much of what Anderson was doing was his dominance in the wrestling you can't fix it and, and not that um, not that Nimkov can't wrestle but you can't fix wrestling in a couple months right you, you can't and again not that he uh, does not have grappling chops the man trains with Fedor Emelianenko 
so you know sambo is heavy in his uh uh in his training but yeah he made it look way way too easy anderson did that is um and you're fighting hell now so we'll see he's beaten other great wrestlers in ryan bader he's beaten other great wrestlers like phil davis um but anderson yeah he he he, he hurt him pretty bad and that was in april yeah april to november is not a long time to make adjustments to be victorious will he be we'll, we'll find out i think what's crazy about that is if you go back and look at the fight the, I, I feel like the fight would have continued had anderson not mentioned that they had hit heads together so he, i mean he was just being honest and then anderson actually thought that he won the bout like he literally stated he saw that one million dollar check and he got excited only for the officials to, to correctly say uh that it was going to be ruled in no contest now bellator rules do state that if a fight is stopped due to an accidental foul after the third round it does go to scorecards now the judges actually had that fight at that point tied uh at 19 to 19 so i, I don't know what nimkov is going to do but if, if Corey Anderson was literally that dominant that last fight after seeing that $1 million check, I can only imagine how focused and excited he's going to be uh, for this next bout. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a, an amazing, amazing show. Uh, voice allowed me to get through with my floods and everything. I don't I don't know. I think the voice got a cold or something. Uh, <laughs> but we prepared you for another amazing weekend of fights. Uh, thank you for joining us. Remember, you can always catch us here live Tuesdays, 7.15 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, make sure all, make sure you also check uh, our MTMV uh, friends and family. Um, we have some amazing shows. Also check the website. We have some great articles there. Make sure you check the Ozell brand. They have some great shoes uh, that you can purchase. The colorways are always beautiful. Um, boys, it's been another amazing show, sir. Take us out with your final words. Yeah, and I, you know, as you said, make sure you're following, like, subscribe, share, uh, share this with your your fight fans and or I should say your your friends that love fights as well, and join in the discussion. You know, uh, let us know where you're from in the in the chat. You know, uh, give us your opinion on these fights. We want to know. We, this is my team, my voice, and we are your voice when it comes to fight news. Always too many fights to talk about. Anthony Yard is in the title eliminated, I think, for B, uh, uh, title or to face him. Charles Energy Johnson, St. Louis's own, uh, is getting his second shot in the UFC this week. Uh, so much, uh, goodness going on. Of course, we can't, we can't tell it all, but we're gonna tell you about what you need to see on, uh, the MTMV main course. So until next time, fight the good fight. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.